discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Young people, listen to me. Or, or if your young friend is sleeping, touch him. Any young person here, listen, watch me. All of you, look. Look at my face. All of you, look at my face. Look at me. Listen. You're also there. Listen. Don't deceive yourself. Your teenage GSS, SS life is not separate from your adulthood. Sometimes you think that because you are young, you can do anything. Then when you become 30, you will change. It's a lie. Whatever you are doing now is the seed for what will happen when you are 30. Destiny matters. Because sometimes young people think that they have time. So they can fool, oh, if I grow, if I grow, I go pray. <laughs> but the Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. That means you don't remember your creator in the days of your adulthood. A failure to do so is what causes problem in your adulthood. If you've not prayed long in your youthful years, forget it when you are married. Oh, yeah. There are some things you should clock before you ever say, tell somebody, I love you, I want to marry you. No, no. Hey. There are some things you have to clock. You've not fasted on your own before one week. You don't, you don't do morning, you don't do personal Bible reading and you want to marry somebody. How will you lead them to pray every morning? Because if it, look, he, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. You are what you are choosing. Let me repeat it. Whatever you are now is a picture of the choices you have made. That means that the reason why that relationship you had while you were in the world, when you now came to church, you are struggling with it because your understanding has changed. So your choice is attacking what you know now. That is why there are some choices you don't make till you have gained understanding. Otherwise, your choice will fight what you now know to fight it. Destiny matters. When you understand this, you now understand why the Bible says we are not of our own. We have been bought at a price. Therefore, honor God. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. He said, honor God with your body and your spirit, which is the lost and is on the earth. So it means that the moment I understand that Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and Savior, anything I do that the Lord has not permitted, there is an answer I must give. The Lord, the Lord owns your body. You are still drinking. Is it Pito? No, no. Pito is good, right? It's the, it's the alcoholic one. That's the appeal. Yeah. That's what like, I can't help soon soon pair when I'm not a Striker. I don't like 
I saw one day I heard the pastor say something, and I, I was thinking, Lord, what did, why did he say that? Then I, when I grew, understood. Listen, he made a statement. He said, when you are young, and you don't control your sexual appetite, and you are sleeping, sleeping, sleeping around, if you even marry and you grow and you become a pastor, it will take God to stop it. Yeah. You can stop for some five years, but it will show up again. And if you've not developed enough strength, you'll fall. Yeah. That's why sometimes you realize the pastor, when you ask the pastor the story, perhaps when he was young, he had a women problem. When you understand this protocol, you now understand why Satan, he doesn't rush attacking you. You know, you don't know. Like Satan will allow you to say, Oh, chill, fool, no can church. Rome, 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 Rome. Then they call you. You go cook, you go cut pasta and cook. Yeah, you, 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 are, you are cooking beans. Today you are the beans cooker. You are cooking beans. And you don't know that all the things you are doing, you are planting a seed. It's a seed. It's a seed. Can I tell you something? That's why Satan, eh? Look, when Satan came in Matthew 13, he saw that they have planted a field. Satan didn't, he didn't scream more. He just added his own. <laughs> and he went to rest. When the farmers woke up, ah, who has done this? Ah, one man slept. And, and, and the enemy was somewhere. <laughs> he, he, and they were about to approve. And the elderly man said, don't touch it. Lest you touch the good fruit too. He said, allow it for harvest. So it means the enemy has planted, has gone to cross his leg, waiting. Some of you, that's how Satan has planned your life. He has planted things in your young years and he has gone to cross his leg, waiting. It to show his face. Perhaps the day you marry. You'll be shocked that that character you did not develop is the reason why your husband or your wife cannot stay with you. And you thought, you, oh, this is my character. I, you know, she didn't. <laughs> Am I preaching? <laughs> There's a message I have to preach. I don't know if I'll preach it here one day, but I might come. It's called the law of consequence, legalities. It's called the law of consequence. The moment you understand this principle, I'll show you another thing that a lot of Christians don't use because sometimes we are deceived to think it's all about faith. But there's an ingredient that is part of faith. I'll show you. It's a serious, it's a serious engineering. Of the spirit. When we share these things, eh, we are not telling you that you are hopeless. We are showing you that there are consequences to everything you do. I'll give you an example. If me, I go and stand at a beach right now and I start seeing every evil spirit around here should come, they'll wonder why. <laughs> so they'll measure motive before they show up. If I'm carelessly using words without implication, they will not show up immediately. Because they know I'm joking. And so I'm, I'm waiting. So they'll time me. But on the merit of what I said, it's an invitation to find me another time. Or they'll find me at another time when I'm really down. And I, started, I start speaking frustrating things. Based on the first one I call them, they'll show up. But if somebody who is desperate, they need answers. They need help. They are frustrated. They go to the beach and say, Oh, Spirit, Spirit should come and help you to avenge your father. Something will appear. Some of us, the thing will appear. But some of you, some, it will appear. Because they understand your level. 
You, you don't cast them out. We will cast them out. So when they show up, it will turn to a battle. And they'll be injured. So they can't appear like that. That's why many times when we are ministering and demons stand manifest, they go like, why did he come? Why did he come? Why did he come? As we are here, some people, they are carrying some things. So as I'm preaching, the spirit has begun to begin to react. It's voicing to them, leave and go, leave and go, leave and go. Now, and your, your mind is also saying, how? How? In the dark. <laughs> By this time. Because when we start praying, the spirit will now start saying that, we, if we knew we didn't come. That means that some people are carrying things. It takes heat and certain. It takes heat and certain spiritual agitation for the things to start showing their face. They'll show up right now. The painful part is that some people don't even know. Huh? Ah, <clears throat> some people don't even know when a demon is working around them. Yeah. Some people. They are not possessed. The demon left them. But the demon left where they were staying in them. Dirty. Filled. And unclean. Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, 42. Is it there? Put it there. Let's see. Matthew 12, 42. We'll pray soon. Don't worry. Matthew 12, 42. No, no. 43. Let's go to 43. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. He walks in dry places, number one, seeking rest and findeth a home. What happens? He findeth none. Verse 44. He will say, I'll return to the house. That is the body I was once in. And when I come, mm, I hope the people going out are not the people who... Okay. The, the heat is... They are advising themselves. Don't worry. Today what will happen? Anywhere you are. You will even be in the washroom and you start to... You are going to you are going to we you start manifesting. <laughs> See what he said. He said, then he said, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. Listen. So he's saying the spirit is saying, I'm coming back. But as I'm coming back, he said, he come and finds it empty, swept and garnished. That means when the spirit is leaving you, he didn't leave it empty. So some people they are delivered from a spiritual, but the spirit's residue is still there. So some people are not, the demon is no more there, but the residue of what the demon did to their body is still there. So there's no more demon there, but once upon a time, the demon made you love alcohol. So when the spirit left, when you see alcohol, it's like you are, they are trying to make you remember the taste. That's the residue. Number two, it is also swept. That means the demon left it dirty. And he said, now it is garnished. It means he scattered your house. That's why some people eh, they are not possessed by demons. But the oppression of demons is around them. Usually they are confused. They wake up and they are always depressed. So, like they don't feel happy in life. The spirit is not in them, but the spirit is around them. So they are always bizarre. They are not comfortable. They are some way. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an oppression of spirit. So some people don't even know when a demon is operating. Usually demons operate like this all of a sudden. The all of a sudden are the actions of spirits. When a man is walking in, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost took over. All of a sudden, some strange faith. All of a sudden, and it came from nowhere. It's a spirit, the Holy Ghost. In the same regard, all of a sudden, anger. All of a sudden, lust. Ah, you wake up one morning, all of a sudden, hey, the day is not. 
the whole day everything is standing 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 you're like my god it's a spirit there is the natural one that when you wake up is like that. I'm talking of the one the whole day. You see, a spirit is around. And if you don't, if you don't decode it, you might frustrate your life. Yeah. Money has passed. The whole day your mind is somewhere. You understand? It means the devil is, is, is somewhere. It's a last. It's a spirit of last. <laughs> if you don't deal with that day, you have one whole week. Your mind. I've been free one week. And it does not care who you are. Don't get it wrong. It does not care who you are. Why? In the spirit, it is not, it is not uh, your rank. It is your action. Let me repeat it. In the spirit, it is not your rank. It is your action. So it means that I can be a bishop if I am not praying. Satan will still have a few days with me. I can be a, a deacon, a member. If I am praying every day, Satan dare not. So it's not your rank. It's not you are an elder now. You are a dickness now. No, 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 no. If you are not doing what makes you empowered, the rank is administrative. The rank is administrative purposes. But without the prayer and the exercise of the spirit, your rank is nothing. Sit down, let me finish with this one. Now, Jesus showed us from Hebrews what he was doing every day. He was praying. Why was he praying? The Bible said in the days of his flesh. What that meant was that, if you read the scripture, he is trying to tell you that every day that it was recorded, Jesus went to pray. This is the foundation of his prayers. Concerning, and if you, if you read it, uh, like I said, I, I don't want to go into a lot of things here, but if you read it like I said, Bible said he was heard. But I like how Passion put it. So that it can bring your mind to something very little. Let me just invoke something for you. Passion translation. Go back. Let's see what Passion says. God heard it for, some, for, for, for a reason. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 7. Verse 7. Passion. Verse 7. Elamakadash Listen, listen to what he says. During Christ's uh-huh, during Christ's days on earth, he pleaded with God, praying with passion, with tearful agony, that God would spare him from death. Because of his perfect devotion, his prayer was answered and he was delivered. Because of his perfect devotion to what? No. To the will of God. Because of his perfect devotion to the will of God. His prayer, when was his prayer answered? What he's saying here is, this statement is some, you see when you read it in King James, it looks, especially when you don't take your time in the King James, it looks like it's Gethsemane he's talking about. But from the statement, during Christ's days on earth, that means that that prayer, that Lord take this cup away, not my will, but your will be done, was not once. He had not prayed it once. That means that every morning Jesus woke up, he was suppressing his will to accept the will of God. That's what Bible called perfect devotion. He was devoted to the will of God. This is the reason why the next verse explains what was happening. Verse 8. Verse 8. Even though he was a wonderful son, he learned to listen and obey through sufferings. That means that he was asking God that I don't want to die. But nevertheless, your will be done. But God used events in his life 
to telling that it is not how you want it it is how i want it so suffer these things and prepare and train yourself for the cross so if you read it well in how it was meant or how it actually transpired god didn't hear him by delivering him from dying god heard him by delivering him to die verse 7 verse 7 so he was not delivered from death God answered it and delivered him to death. Acts 2.23. Acts 2.23. Acts 2.23. Acts 2.23. Acts 2.23. Acts 2.23. Magadaba Shaba. He was crucified and slain. So he was delivered by a council meeting in heaven. So Jesus was not delivered from death. He was delivered to death. Why? He learned how to live the will of God. Please, I'm going to say this, and I'll explain two examples, and then we pray. If you want to be effective in life, if you want to be powerful in destiny, master the will of God. Proverbs 27, he said, a man who is out of his, he he says, a bird which is out of the nest is like a man who is out of his way. Proverbs 27, I don't know if it's verse 5 or 15. Yeah. Proverbs 25, 18, 7. I don't know if it's verse 5 or 15. He said, a bird out of nest is like a man who is out of his way or out of his purpose. Can I read it again? Proverbs 27. Is it there? Say, Kobala, Verse 8, aha, uh-huh. good. 27, 8, please. As long as you go to 27, just run through. He said, The bed, as a bed wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandered out of his place. You know what he was trying to say? If you notice, of course, in Tamale, you notice it. Anytime there's a bat on the tree, you know bat? Yeah. Do you have bat here? Yeah. Good. When there's a bat on the tree, sometimes you think it's food. You don't even know. Because when you're passing, you're just going. But as soon as the bat starts flying, quick, 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 that's why we can kill the bat. Am I lying? It's the same with birds. If you've ever hunted a bird before, you can't kill a bird in the nest. Because where the bird puts the nest, you can't reach it. So how do you kill the bird? You find a stick and poke the nest. So the nest will fall down. Then when the nest is falling down, when the bird is flying, you can shoot it or do something to the bird. That means that the bird's nest is a safety. And he's comparing the nest to place. That means that a man is divinely protected if he is at the center of the will of God at every time. If you are at the wrong place at the wrong time, you are not defended. That's why you can't go everywhere. You can't, you can't say, oh, I'm tired of Tamale, I want to go to Accra. Eh, eh. They don't live life like that. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> it's not about, no, life is not about opportunities and a nice place. No, 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 no. no. I'm telling you the truth. It's destiny matters. Let me give you an example. When it comes to the matter of destiny, timing is key. Write it down. Timing, number one. Number two, when it comes to the matter of destiny, place and people are important. These three things are necessary for destiny. Timing, place, and people. Timing, place, and people. I repeat, timing, what? 
place, and people. That means that in your destiny, place, people, and timing can make it go fast or slow it down. Hey. Is somebody here? I said, is somebody here? So, in the same regards, thank God, Tamale, sometimes you have farming seasons. There are some farm produce, tomatoes, yam, orange. When it's not the season of orange, when you press the orange, it's dry. It has a lot of fiber. It's an orange, all right, but it's not big. It has no juice. That means that you can bear fruit, but if you don't understand destiny matters, your yield will be small. But you are deceived because you think because you are born fruit, it's good. But the Bible says something in John 15, that your fruit will remain. So bearing fruit is not enough. The quality of your fruit is important. In as much as fruitfulness is important, the quality of your fruitfulness is also necessary. With your hands to Jesus Christ. Are we together? Yes. Are we here? Yes. Yeah, I know all nights are like this, but don't worry. Amen? Amen. And I know you've been here since 6.30, so say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray for you, but I can't pray for you without you understanding this. It's one of the reasons why a lot of prophets give prophetic words. And some people never manifest their prophecy. Because they don't understand these three elements. Timing, place, and people. I'll give you a typical example. Once upon a time, there's a boy called Joseph. You read the story when he was born by his father from, I think, Genesis 33. Joseph comes on the scene. And when he's born, in fact, chapter 32, he comes on the scene. When he's born, 31, 32, you see Joseph. He was born before Benjamin was also born. The mother died and all that. Now, the moment Joseph is born, Joseph, as a young boy, starts dreaming. He dreams, number one, that they've gathered all the wheat into a sheaf. And his sheaf is in the center. And all the sheaf, plus his mother's sheaf and his father's sheaf, are bound to his sheaf. Then he has another dream. And the Bible says the stars, the moon, the sun. And the moon speaks of his mother. The sun speaks of, what do you call it? It says they were all bowing to his star. All the stars were bound to a star. And even Jacob said, ah, what are you talking about? You young boy, are we going to bow to you? Very beautiful dream. Nice dream. The stars will bow to my star. I'll be the superstar. Literally. Literally, right? Yeah, all the stars are bound to you, then you are the superstar. You are the star among the stars. Not only so, the sheep are bound to a sheep. And he says, amazing. Then the father even gives him a coat of many colors. To prevent him from labor because he's a special child. But along the journey, something happens. His father decides to send him to his brothers. Now go to your brethren. And he says, But daddy, you know they don't like say go. You need to go and see your brothers. And Bible says, as soon as he gets there, these people, aha, uh-huh, that's it. These people catch him, tear his garment, and put him in a pit. And Bible said that when they put him, before they even put him in a pit, Simeon and Levi wanted to kill him. Then, it was Reuben who said, no, we can't spill our brother's blood, so let him be. So Reuben was going so that he would return. By the time he came, Judah had joined the battle. 
And Judah said, as Reuben was weaving or whatever I went to do, some Ishmaelite slavers came to pass. Think about it. Number one, if Joseph delayed one day and disobeyed his father, he will never meet the Ishmaelites because if you understand that journey, it was not a highway. And it was on Camelback. So it's taking them days to get to these boys. And when they get to these boys, Reuben is not there. That means if Reuben was there, they will not sell him. Hmm. They put him in the pit. And Judah is the one who does the business. 20 pieces of silver. Takes the money. By the time Reuben comes, he said, what has happened? He said, we sold him. They did not know that all that operation was part of the destiny journey. Because Psalm 105 said it. Let's go there. <laughs> Psalm 105. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Psalm 105. Verse 15. He's saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. 17. He sent a man before them. Joseph. So God sending a man before them required that Jacob will one day decide that his son that has been immune from work should go and work today. Out of the blue. Timing. And the time the boy would journey to meet his brothers because you need it was not car, so it is not 30 minutes journey, it will take days to catch up to it. Because Bible said when he even got to Shechem, he had to ask where, where somebody had to tell him, Your brothers, I saw some gentlemen, they are here. So even he couldn't find them directly, he had to ask for direction before he met them. Then when he met them, it took one or two days. Here comes the dreamer. So the days added up together. Now listen to the story I'm giving you. The days added up together. By the time they put the boy in the pit, Reuben turns his back to go. The Ishmaelites pass around the time Reuben is not around. So that Judah can sell him. Hmm. Because if you read the scripture, when Reuben came, he was angry. It means if Reuben was there, they would never sell him. And he's their elder brother. It's because of him they didn't kill him. But they wanted to sell him. So imagine Reuben didn't go where he went. Joseph cannot deliver his nation. Destiny matters. So sometimes the prison you are entering is God sending you somewhere. Oh, read it. God sent. And he, look at this one. When God sent him, I love this part. Who was sold? That means the method God used to send him was to sell him as a slave. Yet he had a vision of stars bowing to a star. Destiny matters. Zibalaya. <laughs> And can you imagine, right about the time that the baker and the butler were put into Pharaoh's prison was the time that Potiphar's wife decided to entice this boy. Timing. If you think the timing is a lie, right about the time God had arranged the deliverance of his children, Pharaoh has a dream. Even the baker and the butler forgot but God makes the dream come to Pharaoh. <laughs> oh, somebody's not getting it. So I want to tell you that the story of Joseph is all about timing. It's all about arrangement. So imagine Joseph is missing some ingredients in this story. He will never be prime minister of Egypt. 
That's why in destiny, you don't go everywhere. You don't do everything. I love what God told Isaac, Genesis 26, dwell in this land. Dwell in this land. He was going down to Egypt, and God said, if you go, dwell here. So it means that if Isaac had left, he would not come with silver and gold. Because the Bible says in Genesis 26, after he obeyed, he had increased in cattle, in men, and in favor, and in gold, and in all the things he had increased in the land. Do you know how it meant for him to increase in men? He came with no man, but he entered the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines became his workers. So it means he even gained Philistine workers. That's why the Bible says he increased in men. All because God said, dwell. Whilst there's famine, you don't go, stay here. So whilst probably there's problem in Ghana, you are looking for a green card to go to America. But God, you don't get it. You don't get it. If, if you get it, you understand it. Because you have been wired to live a life that is contrary to the will of God. And one of the lies is, as soon as you finish school, look for masters overseas. So it's like a direct path. That's why every prophecy along the line, you accept it. I see you in America, you're like, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> no, it's not part of it. <laughs> and can I tell you something? I've given prophecies to people before. I'll give you a very interesting story one time. I gave a, a young man a story. I went to minister in a, a, a ministry camp meeting, 2010 or so. And after I ministered, I told the young man that, what course are you doing? I see you doing so, so, and so, so, and so course. He said, oh, no. Final year, he has chosen his course already. His lecturer has chosen him. I said, boy, what I saw is what I saw. This is the course I saw you do. He said, it's not possible. Well, he has already chosen his lecturer, his supervisor, so this is not possible. I said, okay. Let the will of God be done. In Jesus' name. I'm not going to come to fight over you. you Perhaps I missed it. Do you know this boy went to school, called me after two weeks. He said, prophet, I don't know how come. I said, why? He said, my lecturer just called me that the funding for the project has been cancelled. So now, I have to re-choose a lecture and look for a new project to do. I said, prophet, what did you say the last time? I said, go and listen to the thing. No, no, no. Listen, I'm going to tell you something today that will help you. Some of you, the way you measure prophecy is the reason why you can't even measure fake prophets. You are always looking for a prophet to tell you what you want, not what God wants. That's the problem. A prophet can pick your desire, I'm telling you. You can stand there and all of a sudden a prophet, ah, sister, you are sad. You, you, you are believing God for marriage. Amen. Amen. It's true. Oh, oh, this prophet is sharp because he has spoken your heart desire. No matter how carnal it is. Did you know it, what Ezekiel said? He said, because thou hast not looked for me and thou hast believed in prophets whom I have not spoken through. He said, I, the Lord, will deceive you by the prophets. I'll let them tell you things that will never come to pass. Because those are the things you want. Idolatry. You want car. You want house. You want marriage. So when they give you such prophecy, because already your desire, you are excited. The prophet said, I'll go to America. The prophet said, I'll go here. The prophet said, I'll marry this man. Oh, greatness is on more. Hey, hey, sister. It is the will of God. I come in the volumes of the book to do thy will. The king of kings was born in a manger because of the will of God. Because of the will of God. He said that that, that might be fulfilled. Shepherds, he said, oh, it is the will of God. The people he died and missed, it was the will of God. Isaiah 53 prophesied it. Even how he was buried, the Bible said he will be buried among the great. So when Arithmetia put him in his tomb, that tomb was for rich people. So Isaiah 53 fulfilled. How did Jesus, Jesus didn't tell Arithmetia, come and bury me? But that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Even his death was even prophet. Where they buried him was part of prophecy. 
Pastor said, Isaiah 53, is he not there? Go there. Uh-huh. No, 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 next one, next one, next one. His grave with the wicked. But, the rich, but he was with the rich in his death. So the tomb they put him in, the sepulcher they put him. He died with two wicked people, two thieves. But they put him in the tomb of the rich. Because if the richest man, Arithmetia was the richest man in Israel at the time. And that's where his tomb was. That means it was classified Bologna Cemetery. And Jesus didn't whisper to Arithmetia once. Neither did Arithmetia come and say, The Lord spoke to me. But I've tried to be fulfilled. God described everything. That's how your life is also supposed to be like. But sometimes it's not how it looks like, it is according to what is written. No wonder when he was riding on the ass coat and was entering Jerusalem, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, thou hast missed your hour of visitation. Why? Even the prophet prophesied it in Zechariah chapter 9 that your king will come riding on an ass and an ass coat. Now, the prophecy was so distinct because he didn't say you come riding on a donkey. He said you ride on the donkey and the donkey's child. How did Jesus ride two creatures? How was he riding? Was he putting his leg on the, on the, on the ass coat? So he even gave the description. And Bible said, go and tell him the master has need of it. And they gave him donkey and the donkey's child. Still, Israel could not see that that is prophecy. Because when a generation comes to the place where idolatry has heightened, we are looking for what satisfies our pleasure. Let me tell you something. True worship is not telling God I love you or singing a song. It is how you respond. Your response is the activation of real worship. Because if anything can catch your attention, that is what you worship. I'm telling you. Don't, don't deceive yourself. How do you respond? How do you respond to giving? How do you respond to prayer? Your response. That's why he said, we are the circumcision. Who worship God in spirit and in truth. And it, go there, go there. Philippians 3.33. He said, we are the circumcision. <laughs> we have no confidence in the flesh. We worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Jesus Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. We worship God. We respond to God. Worship is a response. That means a child of God. When I see a lady, I see a gentleman, somebody gives me we, somebody gives me um, 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 whiskey, and I used to drink whiskey, and I hold the whiskey, and because of Jesus, I respond not to drink it. My deciding not to drink it is worship. That's worship. My response to things is worship. That means a lot of you, your response, you can't serve two masters. Sister, you can't serve too much. Some of you are serving yourself. You are serving your selfish interests. You are serving your pleasure. You are serving what makes you happy. You are not serving the Lord. Because if you are serving the Lord, it is what makes the Lord happy, not you. Should I show you the secret? A lot of you come to church, you want to be happy when you go home. That's not Bible. The Bible never said, come to the Lord's house and live with joy. The Bible says, we rather go from strength to strength. Every one of us appearing before the Lord in Zion. We go. We don't go in joy. We go in strength. But we grow forth in joy. And we go forth singing. But the point is, it is by gladness. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. So I bring gladness to the house. I don't come here sad looking for gladness to go home. That is the worship of self. That's why some of you when you come to church, are like, oh, the church is not sweet. Because you want to be happy. So if the message is not what makes you happy, it's a very, very important message. It's a message on prayer. It's a message on spirituality. It's a message on giving. It's a message on growing up. It's not a message that makes you happy. You and I preach about relationship, you are going to press a girl's breast. Everybody shout, hey! That's the one that makes you happy. But when we are preaching the spiritual thing, nobody shouts, hey! 
shepherd how to how to start sell how to those hey. those those are responsibility message so as they are preaching or you are sitting there hey, these people are taking all my time they are taking all my time so you are never happy but that's not Bible says with joy you draw it's you draw you draw but some of you want to when the service ends that you want to be happy no Bible says when you have done the will of God you must say I'm an unprofitable servant I only did what God asked me to do it's not about your happiness the day you understand that thing, this Christianity that people get angry at God, it will never be your portion. Because it's not about you being happy. It's about God being satisfied. Do you think Jesus was... Once God was happy, Jesus was happy. My meat is to do the will of God. That means that the day God is excited, it's because I fulfilled his will. That's why Jesus said, who is my brother? Who is my sister? He that doeth the will of my father. I come in the volumes of the book. A long time ago, when I finished secondary school, when I finished GSS, I prayed about my secondary school. And God said, you must go to Cape Coast. I heard it. Through GSS, I was fasting for my secondary school. Yeah, I laid down. Where should I go? And when I was there, I wanted to do medicine. But I didn't get to do the medicine. So I was angry at God, heartbroken. And God said to me, he said, Adam, think about it. I didn't bring you here to get a paper. <laughs> That black and white thing is not why you came. Because according to the scale of preference in the laws and the streams of prosperity, relationship is higher than money. There are some things your money can buy, but somebody knowing you can give you. Yes. So really, in the, if, look, be smart. Don't say, I, no, your work, that your 5,500 Ghana it can it's some people you must know. That will, there are some people when they know you, they can even say, oh, because I know you. What should cost you 5000 Pay 500 Relationship is higher than money. Think about it. The way you fight with everybody, the way you don't know how to be cordial with anybody, you don't know how to build a relationship. It will affect you one day. It's just a matter of time. Someone listen to what I'm saying. Are you here? Are you sure? Are you really sure? So what I'm trying to tell you is that destiny matters. It's important. Every morning you wake up, the prayer must be, Lord, what is thy will? Listen, that will tell you that that thing you say you don't have time to pray is because you don't know how you are living. That there are consequences to this thing. Listen, if I'm supposed to leave this meeting, walk over the sand, and go straight to the car, the white bus, and I don't, and I pass here. And I didn't know it has rained here, but God kept telling me, go straight, and I pass here. Have you ever been walking when it rained? Remember the area I used to stay in? I will issue. Yeah. When it rains, sometimes the, the moonlight will come out. There's no street light. It's behind somebody's house. As you're walking, the thing looks very shiny. You're like, hmm. And the Holy Ghost says, you don't step there. You're like, ah, it looks very solid. Now, you didn't just misstep. It stained your shoe. It dirty. The annoying part is when it is a sticky sand and it pulled your shoe off. Now the thing has swallowed mad. Then now here you are, walking like a crab. And you are going home. From your house to the... You know the Bible part? Where you are going to pass, you enter light. <laughs> and people ask you, from whence have thou been? And you have to answer like Lucifer. From going to and fro, the mad. I've been roaming the mad. Galamse. So you are coming like this. So what do you do now? You knock on somebody, ko, 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 I go, I go, Pacho. More glass of water, water. Or you buy pure water and quickly wash your leg. Do you realize if it should have taken you 30 minutes to get home, the time you lost your shoe, 
the time you you've spent about one hour that means that the moment you take a wrong step what should have taken you two years to achieve can cost you 10 years because of destiny look before i go to secondary school i prayed for every friend i'll meet all it takes is one foolish boy to kiss you and that is the end i'm serious all it takes is for one friend to be in your life that will tell you that why are you not dating you are dull you are dull you are slow at this time you don't have a boy and all of a sudden you were peaceful you were okay but a voice now spoke to you that because you don't have a boy you are some way so now you are the one hunting for a boy any guy you see around that looks cute or smiles at you and that's the way to do because somebody has pressured you to choose a boy destiny matters can i tell you how the destiny matters look like there was a lady who was the sister of joseph of reuben of judah called dinah one day they entered a new city and their father said that don't marry or get close to any of the boys in this town then i said okay yes daddy and then she's walking one day yeah. and now she's just jumping like that all of a sudden a guy says i said uh-huh he said can you come he said no i don't talk to strangers and he said oh, come 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 i want to ask you a question this is a question it's okay god they say who are you i'm diana what do you want oh you're a nice girl i just i like you eh. please i don't like that then you are talking you're talking he said, but I've not seen you here before. Yes, we just moved in recently. Oh, really? Ah, you are Jacob, Mr. Jacob's daughter. Uh-huh. I did, the first day you came around to our, my father's house, you were not there. So my, so my father came. He said, yes, my father came there. He said, wow. So my father knows your father. I said, yes. So my father is the king of the town. So, hey, okay. When I go home, I'll tell him. Then Dinah goes home. Goes to tell the father that they are doing party. The father said, didn't I tell you not to go? So, daddy, but it's just a party. Why you used to went there? He said, said, I went there. That's not me. You should go there. Can I tell you something again? When it comes to destiny matters, somebody can drink alcohol and will recover. You, when you taste it, you will never recover. Always put that at the back of your mind. Because in destiny matters, everybody and what slows their destiny. That's why we can be three friends. One who like women, one who like money, one who like alcohol. That means that everybody has their problem. If you swap it, it is not a. If a woman is not this person's problem, give it to her, the alcoholic. He will play with her and recover from women. His own is alcohol. If it is we, that is this one's problem. If you give him alcohol, it will be for a season, but he will be fine. But if you connect the woman to the woman guy, he can't stop. Even if it's somebody's wife, if she's pregnant, he can't stop because it is his problem. That's why in destiny matters, two people are never having destiny response as the same. If you don't take care, you go to secondary school with your, your guy. You were fooling with your guy. By the time you realize your guy is in the aeroplane in America and he's doing guy. And you are here in Ghana cracking coconut and you are wondering why. Because everybody's destiny is different. Are you getting it? That means that when David had the vision that the stars were bound to a star, the sheep were bound to a sheep, 
it means in his destiny, his brothers will serve him. No matter how angry they are, God will even use their anger to send him. Because they thought they were selling him, but it was actually God sending him. And imagine he gets there, and he forgets destiny. And Potiphar's wife decides to die. Oh, free, free. Free. One pair. Just one. This is how you know when somebody wants to stop your destiny. The way Potiphar's wife was pestering him. That means that this thing is not about she likes me. It's connected to my destiny. That is why the woman is pestering me day and night. Some of you guys don't think the girl likes you. The way, listen, listen, the way she's calling you, oh, I like you, I can't help myself. You should know something is connected to this lady. If you give in, something will happen to your destiny. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. Are you sure? Oh, yes. Wow, I'm preaching. <laughs> so I'll say destiny matters. Destiny matters. But how then do I reverse this destiny story? How then do I recover from this destiny in, in indication? There's something called Jonah chapter 2, verse 8. Let's go there. Jonah 2, verse 8, quickly. Before I come here, listen, before I, I quote the scripture. Remember, after Dinah disobeyed the father. Shechem raped her. And when he raped her, in Genesis 34, Genesis 34, Shechem raped her at a party. And Bible says, as soon as he raped her, how do I know this is a destiny matter? Bible says, as soon as he raped the lady, his soul, it's as if Dinah harvested his soul. His soul clave. Look at verse 2. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and defiled her. Verse 3. After defilement, his soul clave to Dinah. There was an engineering going on here. Because of that indication, men were going to be circumcised. And when they get circumcised, somebody was come to kill them. So he thought, I don't know who this girl is. I've raped her, but my, my heart has connected. And I can't stop myself. It is a call to death. Can I tell you something? Young men, they don't sleep with every girl. There are some girls, you sleep with them. Even when you marry and she's married, you can never recover. I'm telling you. You will think about the person till Jesus comes. It, oh, yeah. Oh, there are many stories like that. There was a lady called Micah. She married David. And Saul got angry at David. So he broke the wedding and made David run away in the night. Because Saul was, Micaiah was Saul's daughter. He said, if you win this Goliath and you save me, give me um, um, 204 skins of Philistines, I'll give my daughters. He married the girl. Everything fine. All of a sudden, because of the fight of kinship, their relationship broke. David had to run away. And they gave Micaiah to another man. When David now took over the throne after Saul had died, he went looking for his wife. Meanwhile, to David had found different girls. He couldn't recover from the first one. It was so serious that even the one they were taking her from also was crying. He was crying that wherever the girl go, you follow. Like, hey, one girl, two men can they have not recovered. <laughs> Say mercy. Amen. Look, 
No matter how anointed you are, <laughs> Delilah is waiting somewhere. Oh, no, no, don't joke with the fire. <laughs> oh, Joseph is holy. Oh. Joseph does not watch any pornography. Joseph does not go online to watch things. But Bible said the way Potiphar's wife was doing the thing, he had to remove his dress and run. That means also for you, to, he didn't remove it and put it in their hand. <laughs> what did I say? It was not a sweater. I said, ah, Potiphar's wife, collect my dress. That means Potiphar's hand, Potiphar's wife's hand was on his body. Oh, yes. It was rubbing his body and David said, Joseph said, hey, hey, this one is not tongues. This one. <laughs> you believe yourself too much. It's true. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we all play with fire. Thinking we, are, we can handle it. It's not a big deal like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we here? Yeah. Okay. Let me finish with the last scripture. What scripture did I quote for you before? Jonah 2 8. Now he says that, but they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now this is Jonah who has been now swallowed by a whale. God sent a fish to come and swallow Jonah after he had disobeyed God to go and preach. And look at what happened. Jonah was now in the whale. And when he was there, he started speaking. Go to verse 7. Let's see what verse 7 said so we can understand this. Verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came unto him, even in thy holy mount, temple. He's in the belly of the whale, but he's remembering his prayers. Then verse 2, verse 8 says, For they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Then as he's praying, what happens now? Verse 9. But I will sacrifice unto thee the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that what my vow. And salvation is of the Lord. Verse 10. Then the Lord spoke to the fish to vomit Jonah. It started from something called mercy. If you don't understand the mercy of God, you will not be able to bridge gaps you don't even know you missed. Because some of the things, the painful part is that you don't even know you have missed that portion of your life. You don't know you were supposed to be here. You think you were supposed to be here. So you need mercy. That is why by this engineering, when you have done everything you have done, you cannot say it was by you. It was by the mercies of God. Because that's why he said it. Even God created by mercy. I quoted to you. His mercy endureth forever. Who by his wisdom has made the heavens. Psalm 136 verse 5. His mercy endureth forever. So his mercy enduring is the reason why creation is sustained. Mercy is the engineering for resurrection. And resurrection is the power by which what is dead comes back to life. How do I know this? First Peter. Let's go there. Chapter 1. First Peter 1. Someone say mercy. mercy. Today we are going to invoke the mercies of God. Whoever you shouldn't have met. That has made your destiny look some way. Whatever school you chose. Because some of you even chose schools because of your friend was going there. It, it had nothing to do with the will of God. I remember a certain friend of mine. We were all in school together. And we all chose Legon. We all chose Tech. When the forms came, he said, oh, Charlie, am I not coming? I said, I won't come. I got Legon, I got Tech. But God said, go to Tech. He said, you, you what I'm calling you to do, I can't train you in Legon. Go to Tech. Go to UDS, yes. Papa George, God told him to, he was going to Ken West, and God said, he was on the way to Ken West. And the Lord said, this is not what I've called you to do. Reverse, go back. And he sent him to another school. He got Tech. Imagine Dr. George got tech. He might not be Dr. George today. Can I tell you something? In destiny matters, every ingredient of time, 
every ingredient of persons you meet can alter your destiny. Do you know that I, I said to you, God told me, it's not a certificate you went to collect in school. There are people you met that shaped the power to make destiny. Think about it. There are some schools you chose. and you, Me, I chose in Fanston School. When I chose it, I was in second year when I met Dr. George. And Bishop always says it with all humility that I introduced him to Dr. George. So imagine I didn't meet Dr. George. Me and Bishop will not know him. Do you understand? So it means I thought I'm going to enhance him, but it was to meet my father. So don't think it's all about paper. You went to this school. You went to Achimata. You went to UDA. That's why some of you are always, uh, it's not a big school. It's not about the bigness. It is whether you have been sent there. So perhaps God sent you to Masco. Powerful. It's not, a, it's not about all these things. It is the people I met in the school I went to that can make me boast and say, I didn't go for a certificate. Let me ask you a question. Where is your secondary school certificate? You don't even know where it is. No institution has ever asked you for it. So is it because of certificates you what? You don't we don't even know what you got in SSE. You know, all the remedials can be three times, but still, you took it cool and you are now a doctor. When I went to tech, some of my mates went to China, some went to Ukraine, some went to US, some went to Kolebu, graduate medicine. Some of them I know the grace they got and they become doctors. Do you understand? So imagine, God forbid. If I'm in the hospital and this person walks up and says, Hello, hey, Adam, is that you? I say, Are you the doctor? What's up? I came to converse. I heard you are here. That's why I came. I can't be your patient. I know what you got. I was teaching you biology. He's come to inject me. I taught you the biology. Please, can we have a conversation? Destiny. See what he said. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a livelihood by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And David, Bible says Jesus was raised from the dead by the mercies of David. Sure mercies of David. Listen, it is mercy that can restart your life. Mercy. You know why? Grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. Mercy is God not giving you what you deserve. That means that the way I went about my life I've lost 15 years because of the smoke, because of the women, because of the alcohol. Now when I'm even in church, I can't even remember verses. I can remember club. And because of that worldliness I was exposed to, I can't remember preachers, but I know all the worldly artists. Because something has happened to the way I think. Remembering men of God is secondary to me. Though I'm a Christian today. But without the mercy of God, I cannot change this engineering. And if I'm not careful, it's only danger that will make me pray or lead my family to pray. But by the mercy of God, I become a new creation. But Jonah said, if you observe lying vanities, lying vanities are things that tell you that this thing, nothing can change it. And that's why Jonah said, if I observe lying vanities, I'll forsake my own mercy. That means God has given a lot of you mercies, but you're like, ah, what can we do? What has happened has happened. That means you are forsaking your mercy. You are forsaking what can reverse your destiny. What can put your destiny on track. Some people are sent as angels. Others are sent as destiny distractors. You should know. Others too are sent as God's method. Had they known whom they were crucifying, 
That means that whilst they were getting angry, it was the fulfillment of scripture. After they had examined him, Luke said, when they examined him, Pilate said, there is no fault in him. Then the people shouted, then crucify him. Because according to Exodus 12, when the lamb is is examined after three days and there is no blemish, then we crucify it. So when the people said, there is no fault in him, Pilate said it. The people now shouted, then crucify him. It means he is a perfect lamb that will take our sins away. So the next time you are angry at the school you went to, the next time you are angry at the Catholic church you were born in, it was part of your destiny journey so that God will give you foundation so that one day when you enter love economy, there's a foundation you brought. Bishop and I had the foundation in Pentecost Church, Church of Pentecost, before uh, uh, when we went to school, before you know, Bishop went to all the churches went to also. So we had foundation from Church of Pentecost. I cannot stand today and insult the Church of Pentecost because that's what gave me my prayer attitude, my fasting spirit. I got something from there. But the gospel of God's work is progressive. So there's something I have to add to it. That's why God said, Come out and let me start something new with you. Every place I've been must have been. Bishop is my brother today. Imagine I didn't know him. Will I be standing here? He knows so many pastors. But because I'm one of the longest known people he's known, he can trust that I'm not here to fish anybody as my personal son. Today, you can't trust other pastors with your members. Because after prophetic, they'll call us somebody's number and say, be calling me. And the next thing you realize, your pastor has lost loyalty because another pastor is giving him special prophecies and revelations. But I have nobody, even your pastor, I don't have his number. I don't. So Bishop can say, Bishop, go and preach at my people. And after that, I know you will not cause commotion. You rather come and correct some things. And I said, my guys, I said, nobody from Bishop's place will come to me and say they want to be part of episode. I will sack you. Me. I don't know. Unless Bishop says, I'm sending him to you. It, no, unless Bishop says, I'm sending him to you. Before I will ever accept you in my life. Everywhere you have been. Can I even end with this thing? The technology for your destiny is so strong. God set you on a path. But whilst they were meaning it for evil, Genesis chapter 50, Jacob has died. And the brothers come to Joseph. Please, we beg you. We know that when our father was alive, that's why he didn't punish us. But we beg you, please, don't kill us. We know we didn't try. And Joseph started crying. said, oh, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. That's why he said, Genesis 5, 20, 50, 20. He said, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring this to pass. That this day, the vision I saw, the dream I saw, your anger was directed for its fulfillment. So there's another angle to it. As long as you were following God, people got angry at you. People said things about you. People left your life. People broke your heart. As long as you were pursuing the will of God, they meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. God would turn their pain, their, their problem, the pain you are going through, in for your good. So I'm speaking to somebody. When you grew up, it was not your fault. Your stepdad raped you. Somebody did something to you and you have been in pain for a long time. Is that how God is? Man meant it for evil. But if you only allow God to hold it, God will use it to mean good and he will use it to save much people alive. Dr. Joyce Meyer, 
she was raped by her father many times until she was 12 or 15. But today, she's organizing conferences for women. And many broken women can relate to her story. They meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. But on the other side, when God says, don't go down that road, please don't disobey. Because there are many trenches you might never be able to come out of. Horses are prepared for the day of battle. But victory comes from the Lord. Safety is from the Lord. Today I present to you the matters of destiny. Every time God has told you to pray, you didn't pray. Something happened. Oh yes. Oh yes. Something happened in the spirit. Do you think God is aimless to tell you pray? And there was nothing involved? The lack of that prayer is the reason why your destiny has taken that slow. Have you not realized that because you didn't pray, that interview you could have gone through easily. They said this is missing. They can't find the details. They can't find your index number. You are like, ah. And the holy, and you know the painful part, sir? God is so poetic. In order for him not to confuse you, that dream you had, that voice you heard, as soon as the problem shows up, it comes like an answer. To why this is going on. You see that dream you had. It's connected to this. You didn't pray. Mommy wouldn't have died though. But you slept. And I dreamt and mommy was flying. Floating. I didn't mean. I didn't know mommy flew too sir. I didn't. I will be fine now. Meanwhile she's about to enter heaven. And you think that. Mommy is just floating. She's about to die. Next thing you hear something. And say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then as you are crying. The image of the dream will come to your mind again. You saw it. But you did nothing about it. Don't forsake your own mercy. Tonight, destiny matters. So every day you wake up in the morning, it's not because in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and Good morning, good morning, Jesus. Good morning. I know, I know, I know. Hallelujah, heaven. The Holy Spirit. Seated on it. Oh, good morning. Because pastor will ask you, did you do your quiet time? That's why you're reading your Bible. Destiny. Can I show you a secret today? Every time you fail to read the Bible, at the initial six to eight months phase, people ask you questions. And when you come home and you read the Bible, you're like, if I had read it in the morning... I would have answered this person all the time. All the time. After a year, something will happen. God will keep quiet. He will not even send people your way again because you don't have the answer. You yourself, you are confused. So nobody comes to you to ask you anything Bible. Listen, it is a great blessing when strangers start walking to you, asking you. I've read this thing in the Bible, I don't understand. What do you think it is? It means God has put the answer in your mouth. And God has found you faithful to be a steward of mysteries. That's why people are coming your way. Listen, it's not for granted. Not everybody gets that privilege and you are still in the same church with them. Matters of testing. When you understand matters, you understand that we are all tempted though. But he that has understanding does not commit adultery. There's something we know that makes us go like, mm, hey, this one, I know Ninsun Suasu. I know the many pits. 
You've never, lost, you've never lost your fire before because you didn't even have fire before. If you've ever lost fire before, if you've ever lost glory before, nobody is worth it. You'll be very cutthroat because you know how this fire is precious. You take for granted waking up at five o'clock and your eyes clear, and you start one hour every day. Not many Christians can boast of a personal prayer life of one hour daily not i can tell you that is about 20 percent of christians who pray one hour every day 20 percent or less in the entire christendom worldwide even pastors only five to ten percent of pastors pray one hour daily i'm telling you that's why there's much preaching but little deliverance there's no demonstration of power because the prayer life is off so for you to wake up every morning and you pray, God gave me a message today for my church, Father's Day. He said, they preach on the most holy things. God told me, he said, there are some things, eh? they are most holy, but you disregard it. That's why he said, I have many things to tell you. Do you know what he called pearls? Matthew 5. Don't cast your pearls before swines. And it was the small, small things we were saying. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't hate your enemies. That's what God called pearls. And he said, these things, eh? they are small, but they are precious to me. But you trample over them because it looks like Love my enemy, says, hey, somebody who has hurt him, why should I love him? Jesus caused the pearls. I can't cast it. You trample on it. You think praying one hour is a joke? There are many hours we have done before. There are many Recently, I went somewhere, I was doing six hours. I, look, you think it's a joke to pray 30 minutes? Have you prayed before? Some of you have not prayed before. So when you hear the one hour, you think it's like watching football match. They, they, look, football match is not prayer. When you want to, after this prayer meeting, watch it. Some of you can decide to go for a party, a lecture, or go and visit somebody, and you will not feel sleepy till evening. I'm telling you. You will not. But it is in the preaching. You're feeling like, I wish I was in my bed. Oh, what is happening? What is happening? Cry. We cry. And it's always at the word level, sir. What am I starting to come here? When I am closing, I'll like, prophets, please. It's up to it's my turn. You didn't hear anything I preach, but it's my turn. So it's a it's a precious thing, sir, to pray one hour. Don't joke with it. Pray. Don't joke with it. Pray every day. Increase it. Because what God has called you to do, eh? God has called you for an apostolic anointing. Yeah, very soon you break over campuses and people will wonder what's that. God even told me, I should tell you. He said they've they've teased your accent. They said the way you speak English, they've teased it for a while. So you have lost confidence in preaching. But God said, I should tell you, your voice will break forth in plenty places. It will happen. Look at this. So we are not joking about that. Pray. You sit in the plane one hour. You can read the Bible. Huh? One time I was traveling to. I was. I think I was. What country? I was from the same country. And at dawn, because we left in the night. I went f- and the country we were entering was dawn. Around four, five a.m. I saw somebody bring out his Bible in the plane. I think it was South Africa. So he opened the Bible and was reading it. I said, hey, you. I was so impressed. I was like, ah, me, I'm carrying my tablet. It's the open Bible with pages. 
put on the light on his seat and was read i was so impressed he's in the plane but he's reading his bible he didn't say because of the plane i even felt guilty because i was like me my bro <laughs> but he was reading his morning devotion fully and I realized that you see, even that quiet time, eh? You see, when we say quiet time, someone say mercy in Jesus' name. Can I show you something today? Have you noticed that they don't give you money, but pray 30 minutes every day, read the Bible one hour every day? It's as if you have conquered the world, yeah. it's as if you're on top of the world, as if they've given like, Whoa, I'm spiritual. I'm oh my god, <laughs> let them give you a thousand Ghana today. You will be happy for two hours after that, you are down. Because what makes you is actually spiritual, not physical. Please understand destiny matters. I don't need to learn foolery. I have to work with a fool. He will impart it. In the same regard, I don't know how I don't need to know how to prophesy. If I work well with a prophet, what makes a prophet a prophet? I will pick it. Very soon my eyes will open. Very soon I'll be having dreams. Very soon my prophecies will be accurate. Because when Saul joined the company of prophets, he too began to prophesy. Don't joke with these things, very spiritual things. One day, Dr. Joe was telling me, he said, there was a year he learned 10,000 verses. One year. Started 1,000, 2,000, 3, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 verses a year. When you see the man quoting scripture, by, he said, wow, working Bible. Oh, destiny matters. The fact that God said you'll be a walking Bible does not mean you sleep. You study more hours. They say you'll be a prophet. This is the dimension the church has lost it. What to do when I'm told this is me? Daniel! You have a destiny in this nation. But Daniel has to learn the books. Do you know how Joseph was able to advise the king? He gave him the interpretation to the dream. But Pharaoh didn't appoint him because of the interpretation. He said, what man in all of Egypt has such skill? So his dream gave him access, but his skill gave him the job. If like stop school. There are some jobs you, you no matter the prayer you pray, God will never, God can't give to you. So if you are in school, finish well. Do well. God gives more to whom that has. Give to him that has. And to him that has not, take what he has. You glorify God, not by quitting school and becoming a pastor. You glorify God by having first class. When you do well, people come and say, how, how, are, you, how are you the best student? Was it not a beauty when the SU presidents were the brilliant science and math students? Yes, because they were SU presidents, but they were still doing their books. Everybody will come to Jesus better. If Messi becomes a Muslim, Christianity becomes a Muslim, don't you know people will follow them? Yeah. I mean, success is also God's vehicle for preaching. Don't be a failure. Your marriage should speak. Your family life should speak. There are things to do to keep your destiny in place. Steady to show yourself. Approved. A workman. Not ashamed. When they said you'll be rich, don't go and sleep. Stop praying for seed. Can I tell you something? It will worry you by the truth. Can I say it? Anytime prophecy comes, it announces and prepares and creates. 
Anytime prophecy is repeated, it means the actions to take for the manifestation has not yet been fully achieved. Anytime prophecy comes, it announces, it strengthens, and it creates. Anytime prophecy is constantly repeated, it means the actions to be taken for the manifestation of the prophecies has not yet been taken seriously. It's not like you are not doing something, but what to do in that regard, you have not yet done it. That is why there are some people, they don't get prophecy about wealth, but they are rich. And it's those who don't have the money that keeps guessing, I see God give you money. I see God give you money. Every day I see God give you money, but the money is not coming. Because they don't understand that the day I receive the prophecy about God giving you money, I cannot even declare prosperity till there is seed in the ground. Rain is important to the farmer because he has planted seed. When you sleep, the rain gives you cool air to enjoy. But the farmer is thinking of his seed. So the morning he wakes up, you are stretching to drink coffee. But the farmer is going to the field at 5 a.m. What did the rains do to my seeds? So you can't declare prosperity when you have no seed in the ground. You can't ask for a big church when you don't have pastors who can assist you. That means that the basis of asking is the basis of capacity. He gave severally according to their ability. If the ability is not there, you are not getting. Matthew 25. Why is it that the prophecy didn't say you become a doctor? Meanwhile, you've learned home science. Why didn't it happen like that? I'm asking you, why? Because even prophecy does not create pathways in disciplines that have never been. They can't prophesy to me that right now I'll, I'll have the world record in. That's a false prophecy. When I, so I see you in athletics and you had a world record over 35, over 37, over what? At this my age? Clocking 40? Because the people who clock the regular record, they have gone on retirement and they are not even up to 40. Is it mean I'm it's not even magic, it won't work. And it's not because I don't believe God. That is the dimensions of the wisdom of God. Why? It can be true if I'm even an athlete to start with, and I'm training every day, and I'm 37, and I'm 38, and I'm 39. And I've been going for athletic competition. When they now tell me that you have world record, it means I've already been training in the field and I'm still running. But I can't give such a prophecy to somebody who has even retired. That means that any discipline you are not studying yourself into, even though the prophecy has come, you will never fulfill it. And then you will turn 40, you will turn 50, you are like, ah, but they gave me prophecy that I will marry you, I will do this. Why is it not happening? If they tell you that I, ah, I gave a prophecy to a young man and I said, I see you going to America, London for British awards. He's an artist. And you know him. And some Sunday I was in UK. So when I gave him the prophetic word, he was just there. I said, ah. He called me a week later. I said, prof, they've nominated him for the award. I said, yes. Uh-huh. What's up? He said, I don't get passport. I said, ah, what's wrong? <laughs> he said, oh, he said he didn't even think it would happen. So now he has to force. The first time they nominated him, he was too late. He couldn't go. He missed the show. Is it God's fault? So God said you get eight A's. You didn't learn. He didn't lie. All of you here who got vision that you got eight A's. Your learning was not matching the vision. Don't blame God. <laughs> 
Hey, somebody doesn't like this. Let me ask you something. All of us that are married here, our wives don't get pregnant by Bluetooth. There is labor. There is labor. You can't go and lie down and say, ah, ah, sit by my side, my daughter. Pregnant. Father, we declare pregnancy. Father, eh. That tells you that they are lost in the spirit. I, I can't expect... <laughs> I can't expect a certain harvest if I have not sown a seed. Listen, listen, hey, calm down. Calm down for me. Let me show you. Let me say this to you, all of you here. You are asking God for a million dollars. And you've still not stolen God thousand Ghana. It, it won't match. Please. Stop wishful thinking. It, it, I'm not saying it's, it's a wrong thing. God blesses according to capacity. That means that there's a place you get to where you have given God 100,000 Ghana. When you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I have a million Ghana city. You can have it because 100,000 is a tithe of the money you are looking for. Have you noticed that most of the money you've been praying for, it never goes beyond the tens of the grade you are asking for. If you're asking God for 1,000, it's according to the grade dimension you carry. 10 city will come. 20, 30. And you're asking for 1,000, but 20 city, 30 city. The best tie is 200 cities. It never comes somebody. So nobody has given you a thousand boom before. Because you don't have capacity. You worship it. But if I start giving thousand. Thousand finds me without me. So there's a realm. I don't pray for thousand Ghana. Because I give it. So it looks for me. That's why the money that finds you faster. Is the money you give faster. <laughs> Destiny matters. It's a simple song. You see the five city you don't pray about. Five city finds you easily. There are 10 CD you don't pray about. Every time, 10 CD, you can give it. 100 Ghana is not a problem like that because the work you are doing, you can give 100 Ghana. So it's easy in your pocket. But the one you have to. So one day God showed me a mystery. He says, any amount of money that is as a pegged realm, like, hey, this money is serious. It will never come to you. You are worshiping the money. The first way to downgrade a certain amount is to give it. I'm showing you something today. The time will come, you start giving 10,000. Everybody, oh, man of God, God says I should send you something. 10,000, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, it comes like that. You see the way I say, hey, it means it's a long journey. <laughs> because look, even the mentioning of the mouth makes you say, hey, is it the having it before you give it? It means you are never going to give 10,000. Because already that hearing it makes you say, hey. So if he enters your account, ah! I can marry. <laughs> you know, some money can say, ah, make me a worry, 10,000 Ghana. Make me a wedding. You don't understand. 10,000. Because it's a big money. But when you give it, nobody can put, so, hello, the Lord bless you. Amen. It ends there. This is why rich people keep getting rich. Because there's a way they've disabused their mind about money. Today, I want you to enter destiny matters. I know a lot of you here have a powerful prophecies, but there is what to do. There is what to do. So this prophecy I've given you like this. Do you understand? It won't happen by mistake. As soon as you go, go and play. The Lord, of course, the Lord will lead you. But you listen to phonetics, things that will just help everything that has been a limitation. Because, yes? You are from the north. So, you nearly cancelled your cell meeting. I nearly cancelled it. I nearly 
Because of your accent. You don't want to preach again. So these things I'm saying, you see, you thought I was giving an example, but I was prophesying. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to say, and <laughs> If it's needed, we'll do it. But you are in a house where you have faith. Sometimes we do those things to locate somebody. Do you understand? But you are in a house where there is faith. We do those things to unbelievers. I think last week or so we were at uh, no, uh, this house. And I think one of the drivers entered. And as soon as he entered, the Lord mentioned his name. So I said, ah, which of you guys is so-so and so? And the person said me. And they came to the front. They were shocked. Because we're not part of the service. They come to pick, I think, the Kaswa, you know, the, the Tema people, or Spintex people. And the, I, as soon as they enter, I said, that, the Holy Ghost showed me their name. That is, that's it. Yes, they might need it. Do you understand? Yes. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we mention your name just to sort out the information. That, oh, who is Adwa? So it's me. Uh-huh. So then the prophecy is for you. Come. That's all. But the church has even become, you know, that's why 40 priests can also prophesy. Because if you are calling names and phone numbers, that's what makes you feel we are sharp. You have missed it. What has God written now we are telling you? That's why there are some prophecies when you are prophesying. You see what I said? No, but this one is not Facebook. Has, have you put it on Facebook? <laughs> that's why he fell down. Because nobody knows. And apparently it is an important thing to his ministry. He is going to stop ministry because of accent. That's how God gives prophecy. And that's where God wants the church to come to. Raise your hands to Jesus Christ. Say, my destiny will change you. I desire nothing else, no one else but you, Lord. I desire nothing else, no one else but you, Jesus. Lift your hands to Jesus. I want you to lift your voice in prayer tonight. Now listen to me. You are going to pray this prayer. The Father, open me to the books you have written about my life. Listen, put this scripture for me. Acts 17 verse 26. Acts 17 verse 26. Let's read together. I want to go. And have determined the time. Do you have passion translation? Let's see it very well. Let's see it very well. Passion. I want you to see something. I want you to pray this prayer very well. Bishop and I stayed on the same street. His house was six houses from my house. So long before we became friends at age six, God had arranged today. God had arranged that all bishops' branches, he would, by the enterprise of his son being ordained and serving in the work, send me to all those branches. God had ordained it. But we thought we were just being friends at age six. That's how it is. So if you don't take care, there are some, there are some strategic people 
you don't even know you should never lose in your life. The problem is many people don't even know who is in their life and what they do. Let me tell you something. When you understand destiny matters, you understand that when Abraham leaves your life, everything from your spirit to your property will be lost. Do you know when you even lose it, you need Abraham to come and recover it for you? Yet wisdom does not click in your head. To stay with him, you will lose it again. That means there are some people, the moment they walk out of your life or you walk out of their life, things will begin to turn upside down. Destiny matters. Let's read together. I want to go. That means that when you were born in 1992, 2001, 2004, it was God who wrote it in a book that that's the time you should come in history. You were not born by mistake. No. Your birthday is a historical agenda. It's the reason why I always advise people, if you can, on your birthday, pray fast. Because you didn't come by mistake. You came to fulfill a will. And every birthday should be an appraisal. Have I fulfilled the will? This past 12 months. But Satan has made it so mundane. It's all about chilling and having fun. Do you know what a holiday is? The original word is holy day. A holiday is a holy day. Yet a holiday has become a day for debauchery and sin. And we don't even realize it. That Satan is twisting the purpose of things. Long before the Lord told me when I was a young minister, he says, holidays are for prayers. Yes. And he took me to Acts chapter 12. He said when there was a holiday, the church prayed. And so Peter didn't die. So holidays are days God gives you to redeem lost time in the entire week. Since March, since April, you've not had time to pray. Then June, July, there's a holiday. Come. Then you're like, ah, and then the What's wrong with you? It's a day to spend time with God. If church is doing outreach, come and join it. Because the whole year, you have not won a soul. Church is doing visitation. Join and win a soul. I'm a prophet, but I'm greedy for souls. Because I'm not an evangelist. And the work I do, if I don't take care of my normal souls. But sometimes I'm prophesying. The Holy Ghost said, this person does not know Jesus. Was he who or somewhere? Who? I pick a guy. He doesn't know Jesus. I led him to Jesus. So I even use my prophetic to pick people who need Jesus. Because I can't get to heaven. And they will say, because you were a prophet, I didn't do the work of an evangelist. I had to do the work of an evangelist with my prophetic anointing. Instead of looking for 0244, whose uh, brazier is yellow, look for a soul that has not a... Ah, use it to look for somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus. Use it to catch a soul who needs Jesus. So because of this, listen to me, listen. Because of this, eh, Many people have missed out on the seasons they should shine. So I'll give you an example. Do you know that in the spirit, eh, Bishop Dag, um, Reverend Eastwood, they are right behind Archbishop. Then after Bishop Dag is the Prophet Nana, Bishop Kujo Bempa, there's another group in their 50s that are behind. Then Dr. George Batch is in their 40s, they are behind. Then there's a batch that's in their thirties, Bishop Puti and the rest then they're back. God has arranged our times. So there's a season in our life. Bishop Dag will be the one that will be required for Ghana. But the appointed time is when his work is done. God will appoint an overseer over the nation. 
So there's coming a day amongst my year group, amongst your year group, one of you will become the spiritual superintendent over Ghana. But if you don't know your appointed times, you don't know the season you should be hiding in the cave. You are trying to use social media to catch up with the fathers. This is the time to gather momentum. Because by the time you are exposing yourself, you are not fighting some spirits. Because Archbishop and Bishop Dag, they are killing the spirits of Ghana for you. But the day will come when God calls them to heaven. There is no one to stop them. Realize that you have exposed yourself under the guise of your father. And your father is now going to heaven. You don't have the capacity to maintain that atmosphere. Appointed times and seasons. This is the reason why Jometo will have a season. Another person will come. God has layered your time. That's why I like that song. Your time will come. Your time will come. Don't rush it. Follow God. He makes all things beautiful in his time. By its time means it has a work. When it is time for the beauty and the thing has not gathered the power to be beautiful, though it is time, ask see the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain. So it is time for the latter rain, but if you are silent, the rain will not fall. That's what I said. Zechariah 10. That's what I said. Zechariah 10. Ask see the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain. A lot of you, it is your time, but you are silent. And sometimes your silence is not even prayer. It's your attitude. You are not anticipating. You are not, you are not preparing. You are not studying. You are not fasting. So your time has come, but you are not exp- expressing glory. Is that what he said? So you ask rain in the time they said the rain must come. So the fact that it is time for rain does not mean rain will fall if you are quiet. In the time of rain, ask for rain. Lift your right hand to him. So first of all, we are going to pray this prayer. Before we pray the mercy prayer, we are going to pray this prayer. When you pray this prayer, God is come to oh I see the blood of Jesus. He's speaking better things for you. Begin to lift your voice. Lord, may I see the book. May I know your will for my life. Open your mouth and pray. Stamp your will on my heart. Let me know. My meat is the will of God. My meat is the will of God. My meat is the will of God. Lift your voice and pray. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.